Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. I'm a student at BSU. I'm working on a project. Uh, I was supposed to find a worthy cause to do this project on, and, and parenting is the worthy cause that I chose because I am a parent. <laughs> and it, you know, my number one focus in life is trying to be a good parent. And I know I've made a lot of mistakes. I'm working through those mistakes. I'm, they always come back to get you when you make the mistakes. But that is also parenting. And so I'm trying to just get as much information as I can on like what it means to be a good parent, how to be a good parent. And I came across your guys' organization. And one thing that I really liked about Healthy Foundations was that you guys seem to be more not just child focused, because that is the focus, but you're doing it through the parent, which I think is probably how it should be done normally, but it does seem to be the aberration more than the norm. And so I was eager to speak with you and just to kind of pick your brain about that a little bit. And Yeah, that's a good topic. And, <laughs> and so with that in mind, would you mind just telling me about Healthy Foundations a little bit? Yeah, so I started Healthy Foundations in 2012 on as a private agency, actually private pay, and I was always intended to work with families, especially at that time I was working most of the time even kind of volunteering in foster adoption. So adoptive families were a really big concern because of the behaviors that the families were facing with the kids and then not knowing what to do and not wanting. And my passion was to see families be able to to heal and grow together and not have to disrupt adoptions. And so through that, I started kind of developing the Healthy Foundations Family Program where we go in the home and help parents with the parenting issues as they were happening rather than bringing them into the office and just doing family counseling. Still did both for a long time. And I started having more and more families just birth kids. I don't know if you've come across this, but in one of the statistics I was looking at, it said that one in four children before the age of 12 have a diagnosis now in America. I have not seen that, and that's startling. Yeah, so that means that just about everybody feels like they're dealing with challenging behaviors. Yeah. They don't know what to do, so they're looking for help, professional help, medication, school help. It's not working. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that many kids that have to be medicated, basically, to make it through their day, and I'm not against medication. It's just even with medication, parents still need to know what to do. Correct. Yes. So that's kind of evolved from there. I started doing the program. We piloted it. I started doing it with for for not just adopted families. And then we Medicaid, Idaho Medicaid funds the program now in Idaho. And so that we became an agency so that we could run the program under that funding. Okay. And so primarily that's all I do now is I'm a parent coach and work in the homes either with the families or online even one-on-one coaching for parents. But I feel like if we don't help the parents, we're not really going to be able to help the kids. We've got, and Bulby said that, John Bulby, attachment therapist, mm-hmm. way back when said, you know, if we care about children, then we have to cherish the parents. 
Well, I think that is completely accurate statement and thought. I did watch your About Me video, and so I understand this a little bit, but would you mind just kind of talking about what made you interested in getting involved in this organization and just this line of work? Yeah, so I've always been interested in families and parenting. I mean, I don't, I mean, I just had a passion for it for a long time, I wanted to have a family. So I had my family and my kids, and then I got into counseling, uh, marriage and family counseling, because I was running a nonprofit organization up in Idaho City, which is, it's still going. I'm just not running it anymore. But, and we worked with kids in the community, but I wanted to do more to help at home and other places. So I got my degree in marriage and family counseling, primarily because I had all of the coursework that I was really felt like I needed to be in there helping in the home swarm business. And along the way, I kind of fell in love with just counseling and the whole, like helping people through things, yeah. I guess. I worked in the schools for a while too, as a behavior interventionist. So there's a lot of things that I do now that it's like helping the parents to do that behavior intervention. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just kind of grew from there. Healthy, I own Healthy Foundations and just really want to see us be able to reach more families in Idaho and outside of Idaho. And so we're always looking for how we can do that in the best ways possible. Okay. One thing that I'm curious about is a lot of the clients that come in and see you are coming for help for Healthy Foundations for children with behavioral issues. But is there subset of your clients that just it's not necessarily behavioral, but they just want, parents want to just learn how to be a better parent, like develop skills. Yeah, we do a parenting class every month. We offer it and any parents can take it if they just want to know more. There's a lot of times people aren't looking for help unless they have a problem. Right. But I, in the field of adoption, I've had quite a few parents that have done the training and come in for help even before they adopted because they know it's going to be different. But I think that there's this, we feel like parenting should just be innate. Like we should right. just know. And even if we're saying, I'm not going to parent like my parents parented, we still kind of think we don't really necessarily process that. Mm -hmm. The people that I meet, like I'm always kind of shocked that people aren't like thinking that through a little bit, how they're going to do it. I think we just think they'll know what to do. Right. I'm one of those parents, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you start having a, Really, it's problems in our relationships that usually bring people to counseling anyway, yeah. whether individual or family. So it's like things start happening, you don't know what to do, or you start seeing things with your kids that you don't understand. So then they might come looking for some help for their child. And like you said earlier, technically, our clients are the kids, but we know that we have to help the parents to help the kids. So that's why we, I don't see kids in my office. I only work in the homes our agency only works in the homes. We do do some things with just with, like I said, we offer a class every month. It's private pay or Medicaid pays for it. Depends on, you know, what people want. And then I have one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching that parents can do if they want just parent help. Yeah. So I've interviewed several parents now in actually what kind of what you said was very apparent in the interviews. And it was also true with me of just like you almost expect to to know how to parent and like even when you're and you're struggling you're like okay but I'll, you just try to figure it out as you go which kind of doesn't necessarily seem like the best approach and i think at some point 
you get to the point where you're like, okay, I really got to figure this out. I got, I hope at some point that that's the case, but do you think that there's a benefit or there would be a benefit to like increasing the collective consciousness of being a good parent or what it means to be a good parent and developing those skills? Is there value in that? And if there is like, is there a way to make that happen? Well, this is kind of tricky in our society right now. Right. I think parents are really confusing. You know, there's a lot of mixed messages. If you have kids that are, and most kids start getting their first diagnosis around six years old. So if their parents maybe have had problems when the kids were toddlers, some struggles and things like that. But when they go to school in the school system, then now it's like, okay, now there's more eyes on it. Like something's yeah. not going right. Like this kid can't sit still or whatever it is. Then there, that's where the mixed messages come. Because now all of a sudden, if your child has, is a problem, like now you have people on the outside that are going to to be telling you what you need to do yeah. to help your child. And it moves away from the parent being the one saying to the school, like, this is what needs to happen. Instead, the school, and then you have the professionals, the doctors, the experts. Now, all, all of a sudden, kind of that control is kind of taken out of your hands. Now you're just left kind of dealing with all the other times when those people aren't there. Right. Yeah. And then the messages are really mixed. Like who's going to give the message? Because there are people that feel really strongly that everyone needs to be in control of themselves, even little brothers, babies. And nobody can tell anybody what to do from the other end, authoritative, which you don't see as as much, honestly, in our society right now, because we want to have a different method. So people, I think, are just really confused. And I, and I think that it would be difficult. Like, And then I think that's why there's a lot of different counselors and a lot of different methods. People can choose what's going to fit, what they think is going to fit for them. Yeah. We try, we have the structure of what we do. And it come, definitely comes from my philosophy on it, but it isn't the only way. It's just, this is what I know works. And, and I feel like I'm always learning and growing and adding, but because we go in the home, we also have that ability to be flexible and to say like, so it is a little different for every single family too, because yes. it's not, it, the scaffolding is kind of the same, but how the structure is built is going to look different in every family. And I, so I think for parents, like they just need to know that there's resources, but they also need to know that you can do it. And, but you can also have help and still do it. You don't have to like have one or the other. If I have help, I no longer, like I can only do what the experts are telling me to do. Right. So you brought up your philosophy. Would you mind expanding on that? Well, I mean, a big piece of it is that we teach parents to have the hope and confidence that they can parent their child and that somebody needs to be in charge yeah. in the home and that the parents are the ones that we want to be in charge, not the four-year-old running the show. <laughs> Uh, that's a big piece of it and it sounds like really basic and common sense but you would be surprised and if you've had a child you could you know like how easy it is for them to start it changes the dynamics of the family and you start walking around on eggshells you know so this person is not upset yeah and so that's a big piece of it is and then there's like i really we have three things that we mainly work on one is safety and everybody in the family needs to be safe and so if you have somebody that's acting out in a lot of aggressive violent behaviors then they are not safe and neither are the people around them so we work on that safety and then building that then we build hope and confidence in the parenting is part of that safety but then our other goal is to help parents know how to help their kids to to regulate their emotions which is something we all need to know how to do so sometimes we have to help the parents first learn yeah so that they help their kids learn that and then the third piece of that it's really really 
relational. Like it all comes back to connection and relationship. So it doesn't help to just have a bunch of rules if you're yep. not going to have that connection and that relationships are built through that. So, so would you say those are the skills you try to develop then? There's skills within each one of those. So okay. safety structure and that connection, we work on skills within each one of those, like okay. some safe skills, some, some structure techniques, and then building connection, which also comes through re that regulation. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I don't know if this really makes sense, but is there one that's more important than the other, or is it just kind of like a sequential thing where you need to start with safety, get that taken care of, and then move forward from there? Or is there a skill that's more important than the other, or maybe has a greater effect than the rest, or is it just linear? It's not linear. I mean, relationships aren't really linear, but so those safety, the structure and the connection are kind of our three objectives of the program. And some families, we spend a great deal of the first 90 days of the program just trying to get that safety piece of it. But at the same time, part of getting that safety is adding in the structure. So that's probably one of the key things is that we don't just tell parents like, you need to have more structure, you need right. to have a schedule. Right. It helps set up the structure for their home. And the more willing they are to make those changes, like the greater results that we see. And we kind of put it back on them, but we're there to help them with that. And because of that structure basically affects like the safety and the connection and helps us meet the goals that we have, not only for the child, but for the family. Yeah. So one thing, like in my mind, being a good parent and being a bad parent or a poor parent, they're almost too categorized. <laughs> like you could be a good parent and still want to become a better parent. And like, I feel like just putting them in like the boxes or whatever almost limits like it almost seems like there's a destination where i personally don't believe there really should be a destination it just should be about improvement regardless of where you are but is there something that with that in mind being anywhere on that continuum from bad to good is there anything or is there one thing that every parent could do to become a better parent like what's that first or what's that initial step of just becoming better regardless of where you are well, I think a lot of it has to do with like what you talked about at the beginning. If you're, I don't think it's good or bad. I don't look at it that right. way. Like I don't look at, are they good kids or bad kids? Right. Like these are, it's people, right? We're all human. And so it has, I think the best thing that we can do as people, and especially people in relationships, whether it's relationships with kids or our spouse or whatever those relationships are, we should always be growing. Right. And getting better so it's and when we encounter problems or challenges or something's not working i think that's one of the things that i see is that some people go into those challenges and they look for answers and they have that growth mindset like okay how are we going to overcome this or how are we going to work through this and other people hit a challenge and they're like I don't know what to do and they kind of throw up their arms and they don't think that it necessarily means that they have to do anything different so I look at it like not so much as good parenting or bad parents like is it effective is it working for you right if the parent tells me like this is what how we handle this and this is what works great then let's build on that but if they're saying nothing we've tried works, then that's a different starting place. Okay. So I want to build where they are. Like we kind of yeah. meet them where they are. And very rarely do we like have to, we say we start over sometimes, but that's more for the kids to understand like the way it's been. 
it's not going to continue being that way. We're doing something new for 90 days, but really we are still working in their family with what they've done because all of us, like we've done some good things and we've done some things that like maybe could have done that better. Right. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> but if I think through even interactions in the work that we do, like to be able to evaluate that and say, I mean, that's what we do as a staff. We're in the homes working and things are happening sometimes really quickly, but we have that ability to kind of staff it and look at it and say, like, was there a better way we could have approached that or what started that whole thing that happened or so about it. I think that ability to be reflective and see kind of how we make our mark and impact was really helpful too. Yeah, that's an interesting idea to to operate from. So is there a way that you guys track your effectiveness and then kind of come back to that and see like how to grow? Yeah. So first of all, like when parents are, we have those three goals. I'll start that. We have the three objectives of the safety, the strength and the connection. And then we also have a parent survey that the parents do at 30 days. So the first 30 days of the program are really intensive. We like the parents to give us some feedback on how it's going because then that, then we know like from there, like we may feel like things are changing or getting better or, or we may feel like they're not, but if it really matters how the parents are feeling about it because we're going to be out of there eventually and yeah. we want them left with the hope and confidence that they can use the tools and move forward. Right. So if they're telling us like nothing's changed, then that helps us. We do surveys later on as well, like to get feedback on how things are going six months in a year and stuff like that as well. But success is also really, the, and even in our survey, it's kind of reflected in this way. It's really from the parent's perspective. Yeah, We have our idea of what we think success is when we do the program and that's good. Like we need to have our goals and meet our goals as well. But what success looks like, I want to make sure the parents feel successful. And that's hard because we don't always feel successful as parents, no matter what. Like (laughs) Occasionally you're like, oh, I did a good job there. This worked out just how I hoped. (laughs) Yeah. If it's good, then you feel better. You know, you want to but when they struggle, it's tough and kids are going to have struggles. And so yeah. it's sometimes it's helping the parents to decide to determine what success is too and what change looks like. Because we, a lot of times people want the kids to change. I just want them to stop doing this behavior or make this change. But change is really hard and nobody's going to change it in the family unit unless we all kind of start making these changes. Yeah. And sometimes when you're in the middle of that, you don't see the changes that are happening. So I feel like a, a big part of what we do at supporting the parents is to help them to see that it is getting better and that this is what we're seeing. And this is because for them, it's like, oh, well, but it's not perfect. And it's like, yeah, and it's not going to be perfect. <laughs> so determining whether something's successful or not, it's like that has to go back to what your goals and objectives were and yeah. what you want to be moving forward. And I think anything that work, any program that works so much with people, like in their relationships, you really have to be aware of that idea of what success is going to, I think programs that are designed to like get somebody from point A to point B, like maybe to get more kids in college or something like that. Like that's a little bit outside of the relational part of it. Like I think you could factor in success maybe a little differently. Yeah. Yeah. I, some of the families, when, especially when we first piloted the program and Caldwell with kids with substance use issues, you know, that was when I was started really looking at like, what is success? Because that was, it was really difficult because there was like generations of families of this use issues. Yeah. And so it started meaning a lot to me, like whether the kids 
had needed more recovery or whether they fell off the wagon or whatever, like it was the parents that were coming back and saying, I know what to do now. And, or even I had one kid that was telling me, I know how I'm going to raise my kids now. And it's like, it's just like, how do you measure that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably measurable. That's uh, the truth. And I can attest to, you had mentioned in there that families may come in and they want behavioral changes from the kids, but I can personally attest to, that was probably my personal issue for a long time as I was trying to get my kids' behavior to change. But the reality of it was, is I wasn't able to make any progress until I changed my behavior. That's why I was drawn to Healthy Foundations and that it's really parent-focused. And and that's like, I believe what you believe is that's how you're really going to see results. But with all that said, though, is there What would help Healthy Foundations become even more successful? You talked about expanding through Idaho and even beyond. What do you need to do that, and what does that look like? Well, for us, like, we want parents to know about us, that we are an available resource. And so that's always a big thing for us, how we get referrals and, and can help more families because we have sometimes where we have waiting lists, but usually we don't because we, we only, so each counselor can only have up to five families and during that 90 day period. So the families are rotating through every 90 days, pretty much. Some families will do a little bit longer. So we're not, we don't have clients that we keep for years and years. So there's just that need to, how do we let more parents know about us is kind of one of our big needs because we still hear all the time that people don't, even with Medicaid, like don't know that this resource is available. Well, absolutely. I mean, that was one of the things that I've asked parents is what do you do when you need help? Where do you turn? And most of them had no idea. I personally, this is kind of why I went with this worthy cause is like, I felt like many times where I needed help, but for whatever reason, I didn't look in the right places for help. And so that's kind of where I want to go with this is like, how do we make these resources more readily available or just front of mind that these resources are there? And that's what I'm super curious about if you had thoughts on that. Yeah, I think we're doing, we're trying to do a lot because we also feel like we're part of like changing mindset of really reaching to the parents. And I think we've kind of gone through this time where there wasn't like, I don't even know if parents are looking for parent help. Like they're looking for help for their kids. Are they, you know, and so it's like kind of helping with that paradigm shift, I think. So I will have a book coming out in July. And I think that's going to be really helpful to read to just get this idea out there in a bigger way. We're looking at part of why I'm moving to doing like an online hybrid model of like coaching plus an option for people to get hands-on help as well is so that we can have a greater reach and, and help more people. I think we do a lot in this area to let other providers know because we're not taking their clients from them. We're just like, hey, if you have kids that are struggling, if, if you're saying, if you are meeting, like, and teachers are great referrals too, and you're thinking, gosh, I wish things were better at home for this kid, you know, like, yeah. you know, so it is just kind of getting the 
word out there. And then I think like, I just really feel like in our day and age, like the videos and things like that are probably the most helpful. In fact, even like channel two did an interview, but just trying to get that information out. So a lot of people can see it, get them thinking. I think we've just kind of gone through a time where I don't, there was like kind of a very hands-off approach in the way to parenting. And I think as people are hitting different struggles, maybe that's going to kind of drive like, oh, maybe I need to, you know, maybe I need help. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Parenting Bridge podcast. For more about parenting and how to get started building a bridge to better behaviors, go to the show notes and click on the link to Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or have questions for Dr. Michelle, there's a link in the show notes to do so. Thank you.